now. Thank you for my microphone, Will. I really appreciate it. I felt like I was in some sort of bad dream where you're talking, but no noise is coming out. A little fever dream. Maybe it was like, uh, what is it, the moment in the Matrix where his mouth starts growing over itself? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it's like sealing up Uh with skin. And he's like... That's freaky. That that looks like a dream. Are you a little uncomfortable, Mr... What's his name? Mr. what? Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Looking a little uncomfortable, Mr. Anderson. (laughs) I can't talk right now. Off to a good start here today, and it's because, you know what, it's a Monday. Hmm. Monday comes after a Sunday, and depending on how your weekend goes, um, you can look at a Monday as a bad thing or a good thing. And if you uh, are emotionally revitalized on your weekend, you can come barreling into a Monday uh, like a barrel full of, like a barrel going over Niagara Falls. You know they used to do that? (laughs) Yeah. That looks really funny, but... um, Isn't that wild? It's... Very dangerous. Isn't that wild? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> like, oh, come and watch the great Niagara Falls barreler. Maybe they'll survive. I mean, people had a different approach to things, didn't they? Like, that was entertainment. It's like, they might die. Uh-huh, yeah. And we're all like, woo! Yeah. Grab your popcorn, everyone. We're all staring over the falls. It's cool enough to look at them anyways, but then we're like, you know what? You know what would be, put a barrel you know in what there would be cooler? Is if a person tried to go over in a barrel right now. Uh-huh. And it's all rocky and... Oh, man. Yeah. Humans used to be definitely harder than they are now. We're a little bit mushy these days. Uh-huh. Yeah. You might agree with that, Will. We're like mashed potatoes. Yeah, we, we, we used to be baked potatoes. Now we're mashed potatoes. Mm. No chewing. We just kind of get slurped up. Just yeah, we just get... We gum it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no bite anymore. No. No, no barks has bite. Remember Bark. that? Barks root beer? Remember that? Yeah. That, everybody that was in, a good thing. Everybody in grade school had to have the root beer because they had a hot advertising campaign on Much Music, which is the Canadian version of MTV. It was good. I remember being... Yeah. It was well, they bad. still sell it, actually. Look at that. Uh, apparently, it was been around since 1898. Good old time root beer. The beer of the root. Barrel. I used to... Simulation. Simulation is real. Okay. (laughs) Simulated reality. Real. The real simulation. Fake reality or real simulation, you decide. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. Guess what? There isn't one. Yeah, if you had a hot uh, marketing campaign back then, I mean, even nowadays, I see all these youngsters sipping on Prime, Will. That's their new Barks Has Bite. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder if it's good. I'm curious. Me, on the other hand, I was sipping the beer of the root and acting way more mature than I should because I was like, I'm kind of drinking beer right now. Yeah, it's beer. You know, it's it comes a from a barrel. root beer. It's like when they used to give kids Popeye cigarettes. You know, the little candy cigarettes? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, yeah, give those sugar cigarettes to the kids. Mm-hmm. Let them pretend to smoke until they're ready to actually smoke. You remember those things? Oh, not Popeye chicken. <laughs> Well, unbelievable stuff. Yeah, you saw these before. Tasty candy sticks. 
throwback. I don't even know. Oh, you can still get this because they'll never I like let the this one. retro this go. Yeah, the cool. small pack, you get the mini pack with it. I yeah. don't know how many. And that's got the French on it. Batonnette de bonbons, ladies and gentlemen. It also looks like a doobie. Your candy bonbon, your your uh, candy, uh, what they call it? I don't know. Batonnette. It's a candy baton, ladies and gentlemen. And look at Popeye. Like, that's a hero back in the day. Look at him. Good Lord. You know, there's no facial reconstruction surgery over there. He was ugly and a hero. You can't find an ugly hero nowadays. His chin is touching his nose. You're ugly. You can't be a hero now. Yeah. You know, I like an ugly hero. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's realistic. Maybe, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, Will. You never know who's going to be your hero. Uh, yeah. And let me tell you something. Oftentimes, it's not the nicest looking person. Oftentimes, the nicest looking person will step right over you. Uh-huh. Because they're used to looking nice. Oh, yeah. Being treated a certain way since day one. Oh, you're so pretty. Mm. You're so pretty. You you're deserve hairless. You deserve everything. Yeah. You don't need those cheekbones. to bother yourself. With the difficulties? No, we'll leave it for little old Popeye. Ugly little Popeye will take care of it. And then all of a sudden, Popeye's arms grow big, and you best back up. (laughs) You can't doubt him. You best back up. Guy's uh, got an empire selling candy cigarettes. He's got watermelon forearms. That's for sure. (laughs) One thing about Popeye, though, is he had the right diet. So he may not have looked the way you want him to look, but he had the right diet. He was ahead of his time on the diet. With the spinach. With this now everybody And spinach. Now, now uh-huh. if I walk down any type of ocean coast, you know what I'm gonna see? I'm gonna see What's people that? blending up some spinach. Uh. And you know what? They're not gonna look like Popeye either. <laughs> so he's ahead of the curve on that one. I mean one. it's a good message. He was ahead of the curve on that one. <laughs> okay. Scruffy there? Put a little tea tree oil uh, shampoo over there. Okay. I think it's expediting the process of my uh, beard hairs turning white. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't care, though. No. Because it says, like, oh, try it. We'll discolor. Try it on a pet. But I like the natural. Mm. And I'm just like, whatever. So tea tree on the beard. My daughter called me Santa Claus for years, so I lean into it. It's like it's not even Christmas. Me and Popeye, we lean into it. Yeah. Oh, with the candy sticks. Yeah, we lean into it. The bonbons. We lean into it. I was trying to tell the kids last night, you know, I was showing them how to take a slap shot. You got to lean into it. You got to transfer the weight, transfer the body weight. Okay. You know about this, Well, I don't. Come on, man. I'm useless on ice. This is what people know in athletic endeavors is it's like, it's all about those hips. It's all about that transfer of the entirety of the body. It's you could be playing golf or baseball or mm-hmm. hockey or you could be throwing or it's undervalued, underestimated. Or even you could even be wrestling. You could even be doing jujitsu or whatever. The hips are doing so much more. They're going undervalued. Mm-hmm. The maneuvering of one's center of gravity, the the yeah, balancing yeah. act of shifting weight. Yep. But everybody's busy pumping up the arms and everything else. Uh-huh. And I seen guys that look don't even look the part and they got a cannon for a shot. So you tell me what's going on. Okay. 
<laughs> Popeye. Um. Samsung display shows off a new folding phone hinge that can rotate 360 degrees. Will this be the display for the upcoming Galaxy Z Fold 5? Ooh. This Mystery. might be your phone. It will be my phone if they ever do it. I mean, I'll have every version of Z Fold. I was such a Z Fold guy in public that when I didn't have it anymore, people would come to me and go, where's the folding? Like, it was a part of people were excited mm. to, to ask me questions about it. And it was that moment, the only moment in recent memory where people would ask you questions about a smartphone. You could have the latest iPhone, the latest Pixel, the latest uh, Galaxy non-folding phone. And people would be like, oh, that's the new? Okay. And then just move on. Like, not care whatsoever. But as soon as they see you fold it closed and put it in your pocket, they go, hey. They pop up. Tell me about that. Tell me about that thing over there, Mm -hmm. sir. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's a a lot of conversation about it. Have a seat. Well, it's just. Because you use it as well. It just, you know, I think the best technology or the most innovative stuff or when you have a leap or an advancement, the best way to tell, like the litmus test for that is are people asking questions about it and are they curious about it and do they want to be informed about it? Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing about the electric car, which I don't know which stage we're at with the electric car now that it is proliferating. Uh, are we at the, are we moving past peak questioning intrigue stage? Which could be fine. It means you're somewhere down the adoption path at that point. But maybe for a lot of people, we're still in that intrigue phase because I'm still getting more questions about that than I am getting about smartphones at this point mm. as, a, as a comparison. But anyway, this is a different – this could be if, – if it's Samsung Display that's working on it, this could be far in the future. This could be a development that comes in some future generation as opposed to the next one. Mm. Samsung has a new prototype display that could send its folding phones in a new direction. 360 degrees, Samsung Display, the subsidiary that makes the company's screen, showed off the new prototype display at CES 2023. The flex in, flex out, wax on, wax off display, I added the second part, can rotate 360 degrees, meaning it can be folded inward and outward. In addition, the display comes with a different hinge design that supposedly creates a significantly less visible crease. That's because the water drop hinge could allow the display to form a looser shape like a water drop when folded inward. This subtler hinge would also put less stress on the display. I presume as well, if you're folding both directions, you could have a a new odd form factor that would have a front back display. Now, I haven't been a huge fan of that in the past. We've seen this from the likes of Huawei. And the concern there is the softer folding portion of the display being exposed in your pocket and so forth. So hopefully this would come along with some advancement in durability on a surface texture uh, and ability to resist scratches on that softer internal display. Then all of a sudden you start to look at the benefits as opposed to the drawbacks. Or you can just um, fold it inwards if you want to protect it. But right? you know people aren't going to do that. You Why know, not? well, because like it's, you're, you go, you go slap, you go slap. And then when you have access to your place, that's convenience. Uh-huh. You know, humans choose convenience and people are going to put it in their pocket in this sure. orientation. Mm. Not all the time, but they'll do it that one time. And then that speck of sand mm. will do its business. And then they'll be on Twitter or they'll be uh, uh, sending me an email saying yeah. Samsung did me wrong. 
you gotta speak yeah, up yeah, yeah. and the usual rigmarole which by the way is justified because in the end people spend a boatload of money on these things and companies gotta think about it uh-huh galaxy s23 prototype is your next tab will oh okay oh no it's not a prototype it proves samsung has huge crush on the iphone after years of anti-apple propaganda hmm phone arena a huge crush or inspiration well and this is all depending on your outlook it looks very similar from this angle Mm. Although the bulge, as we mentioned previously, is less, the colorway, uh, color options outside of that pink color, yeah. The green is close, the black is close, the gold is somewhat close. Maybe it's a subtle dig to the iPhone 14. Well, Just showing its thinness of the S23. Yeah, but I think what they're talking about here is like the button shapes, the antenna bands, the yeah. flat, ed- the flatter edge. And the style of the ad yeah. itself. Yeah. The new Galaxy S23, S23 Plus, and S23 Ultra are less than two weeks from being officially unveiled now, uh, February 1st to be exact. And we will have something going on regarding these phones on Unbox Therapy and probably on Lou later as well. Uh, maybe we'll do a live stream. Okay. And to no one's surprise, we keep receiving newly leaked official looking renders of the phones. Uh, one of those official-looking renders seems to have sparked what phone nerds would call an outcry on Twitter. I don't know if it justifies the term outcry. But uh, listen, <laughs> this is not exclusive to Samsung. We, When we see popularity around an Apple device, we often see inspiration to, if we're being as friendly as possible. Inspiration being taken by other manufacturers and it's hard not to if you have adoption and you have essentially people voting with their credit card and buying a certain type of phone. It becomes hard in a boardroom to suggest that you shouldn't do any of the things that are currently wildly successful. Mm. It does happen from time to time. Cyber trucks do exist while they exist in concept. They've yet to really been delivered. But you can go completely off the, off the wall crazy mm-hmm. with your design, but it is just far riskier. And I feel that at the moment we are not living in the riskiest environment when it comes to innovation and technology. It feels more to me like a lot of companies are playing it safe and they kind of have reason to do so. The economy is soft and uh, purchasing and uh, job law. Like how many companies have fired all kinds of people recently? Mm. Like this, uh, I'm, I'm reading. I'm like, oh, my God. I heard Jeff Bezos just went into the Washington Post himself to fire people mm. or because there's a lot of layoffs to maybe like boost morale or something. But Google, Facebook, like you name the company, tech company. They're laying people off. Mm-hmm. And what is that kind of telling you as far as the bigger marketplace and what we should uh, predict and project? And then I feel like design in, in a way sometimes follows that economic apprehension, uh-huh. which is unfortunate. Maybe maybe what we need is novelty. Maybe we need something off the wall to get boosted back up. Maybe we need a Cybertruck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Apple Magic Mouse 2, not comfortable for you. Try adding an ergonomic. This, yes, Will. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Will. Huh? Yes. All right. How come this didn't come sooner? Mouse base is just a simple fix for Apple's problematic pointer. Now, granted, you and I, we buy these ones 
because we also like having tactile buttons and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the MX Master 3 that I'm using at the moment. And I like to have the secondary wheels and just like the mechanical pieces and elements of it. Yeah. But that's not going to be for everyone. Some people really like the gesture-based inputs on the Magic Mouse, but then they want something that fits in their hand a little bit more like this, so they're not cramping up with the carpal tunnel. I guess this is where this comes in, uh, this uh, new product or adapter attachment or yeah. ergonomic add-on, let's call it. Cradling the mouse in a palm-fitting shell that requires no adhesive, it's intended to make using the Magic Mouse 2 for many hours less of a strain on your hand. Thanks to its larger footprint and ergonomic curves, it sadly can't fix the underside charging problem, the goofiest recharge in tech history. It switches off when connected to a power source. It only works with the second-generation Magic Mouse 2, and it's worth noting uh, it's not supporting the battery-powered model. What? battery powered model did they have batteries at some point like oh the first oh they mean removable battery yeah. version okay yeah that makes sense oh look it comes in different colors not bad it eh? looks so much more comfortable i can just tell looking at it right now it looks so much more comfortable what i do like about it no adhesives i'm guessing you can just click the thing off in which case if you want the smaller footprint for travel or for a laptop bag you can still go with the smaller Magic Mouse, but then when you're doing a more extended mousing session, you clip this piece on there and you're you're back to it. So the mouse base is av available on Amazon. It costs twenty nine ninety nine, and you know what? That's kind. Of, is that reasonable? I think it's reasonable for for the Apple crowd. Although you just clicked on it, and I don't know, and all of a sudden you're showing me like funky gaming mouse pads. I think uh, it defaulted to CA. It's a CA problem. Yeah. But, uh, well, listen, good luck to everybody that's uh, looking for it. Apparently, those new colors aren't available yet. Uh, for the moment, it's going to be a light gray color, uh, but the team intends to follow up with a dark gray version and a wider array, seven additional shades to match the entire iMac lineup. I think they're going to sell a few. I love a simple invention, Yeah, which is immediately understandable, and uh, there's something about purchasing products like this where you're like, the proposition is so straightforward, and then you get it, and it just solves this one thing well. Mm -hmm. And just like, oh, beautiful. No complication. No, uh, okay, let's see what the, the ratings are. Why did somebody give it a three? Just real quick. We, we just need to know here. Make sure you have the right mouse and not the Magic Mouse version one. Okay. Because so of the battery issue. Okay, right? so I don't know that that deserves a two star. I feel like they... Oh, the other person says the base fits the mouth. mouse, although there's nothing keeping it down. It sits on top. The base itself was too big for me. My fingers weren't long. Oh, so they don't like so the maybe not for size of it. Hands. That's a small hand. That is a smaller hand. <laughs> no, it is. It's a, is it not? What? That, yeah, that mouse looks gigantic. That's got to be a smaller hand. Which, okay, okay, so that's so. what it looks like. But, I mean, somebody can probably, you know what? Let's just order it. Let's yeah, just, let's, let's just order let's it. it. We'll find out for you uh, exactly how it fits. And maybe we'll do a comparison to... The uh, we'll do it here MX. on this show. Yeah, we'll do it on this show as a clip, and okay. and we'll compare it to this one and see how it fits. It's twenty nine bucks. Cool, iPhone fifteen Pro rumored to feature ultra thin curved bezels. Ooh, I thought that they only liked the flat bezels. Mm -hmm. Really curved. Some people are against it. Maybe uh, it gives the illusion of like the thinner bezels. It because oh, the it absolutely does, does look thick. Like if it's flat, you Easy know what one. I mean. My you know what I mean? It might be, it might yeah. be offensive what you call yeah. the iPhone thick. It's your favorite uh, leaker. 
Oh my God, shrimp apple pro. It's the greatest combination of words. Yeah. You have shrimp, you have apple, and you have pro. Yeah. And one of my favorite combinations is actually, and people probably get mad at me for this, yeah. but if I eat sushi, I like to have fruit as well. I think I told you about this before. Oh, really? Like I like I love having sushi, and then afterwards for dessert, having watermelon. It's it's an amazing combo. <laughs> okay. Like, don't ask me why. And no, it's not any type of fancy Japanese watermelon. Like, I don't got the square watermelon. I would love the square watermelon, actually. Okay, yeah. That's one of those ones before I die, I want to try a square watermelon. Well, have you had this before? Because you went over there. No, but I've seen them in Japan. Yeah, so why didn't you pick one up, dude? I didn't think it was that. Uh, oh, now they have heart-shaped? You can do whatever you want in Japan. Yeah. No, but the square makes sense because you want to chop into the cube. That's true, yeah. Circular the, doesn't make sense. Because the cube... It's not very ergonomic. Well, I mean, to nature, I guess. It, <laughs> to us? No, 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 I want square. We will grow inside of a box. No, I mean, it's obviously way harder and it's kind of goofy. Plus, don't underestimate the scoop. You know the circular scoop for watermelon? Okay, sure. Have you seen it? Yeah. And so you can always go that route as well. But uh, anyway... This is a favorite combo of mine, and uh, apparently the favorite combo for Shrimp Apple Pro is Shrimp and Apple and Pro mm. together. Favorite leaker clarified next generation Pro iPhone models will still have flat displays since only the bezels are to be curved. Ah, so the entirety of the display portion is flat, just the bezel fades off ever so slightly. Curved front glass will purportedly also be present on the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus design, but these devices will not have the thinner bezels compared to iPhone 14. He added that the 15 lineup will feature the same display sizes as last year's iPhone 14. Lineup. You know, I'll just say one thing on this topic. I know there's a, a real split on people's preference around curved displays in general, how much curve, waterfall display, unintended gestures or button presses because of the screen reaching around the edge and then the rejection software necessary and all the rest of it. It seems in this case, Apple is only curving the bezel rather than the screen itself, which maybe is a kind of in-between solution for people, but it's important to note this is probably going to end the screen protector because any type of curve mm. and your screen protector tends to get wonky. So that's just another hmm. side effect worth mentioning. Hmm. A charging iPhone 4 exploded and caught fire in an Ohio house while a couple and their five kids slept. A charging iPhone 4? Whoa. Mm. The fact that they're even using an iPhone 4 in uh, 2023 is pretty impressive. When, what year did the iPhone 4 come out? Um, Want to take a guess? I would say 2010. 9. 11? 10. Uh, when? Oh, it was at the very top. Uh, 2010. Oh, June 2010. Did I nail that? Ooh. Been in this game, well. All right. Sometimes you underestimate me, Will. You know, and uh, apparently you shouldn't. I doubt you all the time. <laughs> and ninety uh, percent, I'm right. <laughs> hey, no, I'm kidding. I'm hey, kidding. listen. Uh, as long as I get this one example, that one guy. Yeah, that's all. The that only matters. reason you want to know, you want to know what? The only reason I knew 2010 is because when my channel started on YouTube. Oh, okay. It was yeah. right around so the same time, and and the channel started actually 20. 11 at very end of 2011 or beginning of 2012 i think mm. if i'm not mistaken or maybe it was the beginning of 2011 but anyway it was 
there was so much iPhone 4 activity and case videos and things going out. Obviously, yeah. to a much smaller audience, supply and demand was very different at the it time. It was a very radical design, too. Yeah, it was. The 3S. Oh, my goodness. For smartphones back then. It was a retina display. It was fantastic. Industrial design. Dude, it was so good. But, uh, yeah, you, you know what's interesting also about it is they kind of went back to it in a way with the flat edges and stuff that they have right now. Oh, yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of what the 4 was doing. But anyway, in this case, this is not good. But I presume you've got these aging, this aging battery. You've got heat going on. And you're charging the kitchen. And booyah, you have explosion. iPhone 4 exploded and caught on fire in Ohio house while charging the middle of the night. Resident Brian Leesgang and his wife passed down their old iPhones to their children to use. Mm. It's rare for old iPhones to catch on fire, though. Natural wear and faulty cables make it possible. It's always possible, I guess, with any electrical device that it can catch fire doesn't happen really all that frequently when you think about it but i had the one time that that gan charger exploded on me and like it could have so easily happened and me not noticed yeah like it just so happened that i was sitting beside it at the time but it was it had been plugged in for a while and it could have been plugged in i could have left so what happened again it started sparking Oh, no, no, it's straight up flames, straight up ball of flames. Oh, wow. At home? No, at the old studio. Oh, okay. And the thing was, it was close at the time to an audio rack of equipment. Oh, wow. And like a rug. And I was just like, man, I could just picture the whole rat's nest going up, melting. So what did you do? You start stepping on it or no. extinguisher or what? No, so I, uh, I, uh, I cut the power. To, I pulled the cord going to it okay from the wall and then uh and then i sort of stomped on it which probably not supposed to do but it as soon as the power was cut from it it basically stopped flaming and the heat was pulled from it so it went i didn't really need to dude this is uh scary not not for iphones may have kicked it as opposed to stomp on it i think i may have just like i don't remember oh yeah yeah i may have kicked anyway go ahead stomp it go ahead it's not just iphones it's just Phones, batteries. Yeah, but some more electrical. than others, right? With the swelling batteries, it seems to and be And we've start. had swelling batteries in other well, phones, you, don't too. Don't you remember the big one was the Note series? I don't remember the version. Note 7. But you couldn't even take it on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, we have phones there. You know, we might Yeah, but they don't hang around as long as they... They don't hang around as long as they used to, though. I'm not as concerned. Okay. We don't tend to keep as much stuff as we used to. Yeah. So... But anyway, yeah, this is scary, no doubt, right? You got the uh, fire alarm going off. You're like, what happened? It's especially dangerous if the person is nearby, right? Imagine you're charging and using it, and it happens in your hands. You're oh, going to get some damage. So it's actually, in a way, kind of better that it happened in this. But everyone's all right. Thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. Tessa leaks Magic Dock CCS adapter ahead of opening its supercharger network. This is really, really big business, big news over here. So in Europe, this is already going on. And then everybody said, okay, this is going to happen in North America as well. Even Tesla themselves, even Elon himself knew it. And then there's a question around timeline. Uh, This is very powerful charging um, uh, capability that comes along with this adapter. You're talking like up to 250. uh, Am I I right about that? Scroll down. I want to make sure I'm right about that. As opposed to the typical 150 kilowatt. Uh, 
Maybe that was in a separate article that I read it, or maybe it's still down here. But anyway, it's the one with the sec- secondary plug, CCS compatibility. So like in the Taycan, you have it with okay, a little yeah, drop-down yeah. door where you get the secondary plug and you can go up even t- to faster recharging. Well, that's cool anyway on its own, but the other part of it is it's part of the universal universal rollout strategy where everybody is going to be able to use this network and it's going to act as a new profit center for Tesla because now they're going to be charging people to charge up across all different cars. Mm. And the way they're going to do it is with this type of uh, adapter docking thing that you can see in this image where you're going to be able to pull out the cable itself or the cable alongside well you can see that one there that's i mean that that actually doesn't even look like an adapter that looks like a straight up different charger so i don't know if they're going to be scattered it looks like magic dock is not is now shown in the tesla app see the second image for what is shown previously which reflects the euro ccs2 handle so that's the whole unit that's not even an adapter Magic Dock, I'm guessing, is going to be an adapter style where you could pull out either one from the same nozzle. Mm. You could pull out the what they call the CCS, or you could just pull out the old school Tesla charger. I don't know how you feel about this, Will, but it seems like it's the way it's got to go. It seems like you have to open the supercharger network. If you actually care about the adoption of electric vehicles, as, as, as you've said so many times, then... This is only going to ease people into purchasing them if they know, okay, I've got all these extra spots now where I can recharge. However, question to you as a Tesla owner is now you got all types more volume over here at these stations. Yeah. That don't have Tesla. So now Are you're waiting be to charge. Jams? So now you you've got this influx of users mm-hmm. like in a moment's notice as they as they outfit these chargers with this particular adaption. It's interesting to maybe see what Tesla's plan is. Are they planning to charge more using these uh, adapters? I, I mean, I presume. Like I, charging a different A different car, rate? A different manufacturer. Yeah. So you would get a preferential rate as a Tesla owner? I maybe. don't know. But does that really change it? If you really need a charge... It would and, deter more people, I guess. But you're in a... Te- just you're, charging at home. But won't it also... Couldn't it also possibly deter people from getting a Tesla as opposed to some other electric vehicle? Because one of the advantages of getting the Tesla in the first place was I have this massive supercharger network, Mm -hmm. very well built out, and usually, at least around here, I can find a spot no matter what. Mm. Every single time, which I've never not gotten a spot to charge or had to wait beside a spot to charge. Mm. So it's an advantage to buying a Tesla. Now, if all those Tesla chargers all of a sudden have this adapter on it, now I'm like open to other brands. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. It was going to happen either way, but I'm just saying that you can imagine how there the people could be a little bit split on this. Yeah, could be a little bit split. Mm-hmm. Tesla buyer says he got a twelve thousand dollar discount after asking for a reduction on his order following the big price because this this could have been you. Yes, that's what I was suggesting to you. Um, so the date that he ordered was, I believe, in July. And when did you order? Um. March. Not that of last year. Not that far off. You know. March to July and he got twelve thousand bucks. That's not nothing, Will. Uh-huh. With his model Y. 
The man who asked not to be named for privacy concerns, but who identify whose identity is known to Insider, ordered his Tesla Model Y last July for $72,440. After Tesla announced significant price cuts earlier this month, he told Insider he contacted Tesla through online chat to ask for a price reduction on his order. A representative told him that it would not be possible. However, the next day, an email informed the buyer that the cost would now be $60,000. Wow. 12,000 bucks. I mean, what a beauty. Just talking to a chat. Couple, uh, one message, right. two messages, $12,000. Yeah. Another who said they got their Tesla in mid-December joked about the sound of $10,000 evaporating from their wallet. Yeah, well, everyone's been making jokes and people have been protesting in China. The thing is, as the stories like this come out, it's going to motivate more people to send those messages on chat and to send those emails. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder if Tesla can really handle the price reduction, not just going forward on the cars that they are selling in the future, but the ones from the past that haven't been built yet with all these requests or even ones that were just very recently delivered, as we talked about previously. What is the protection there and and what's it going to take to make customers happy? Yeah, maybe there is a cutoff point that no one's talking about. Internal cutoff point. Mm-hmm. I, I can look into it. Maybe I can talk to a chatbot. Are you going to go looking for your three grand? Sure, why not? You're going to go looking for your three grand. Well, it could be it oh, could no. be a good update for us on the show to determine what that cutoff is because yeah. this was July, as you said. You were March, as you said. Uh-huh. So we'll see. And if they say no to you, see if you can find out what that cutoff is and reference his story. Yeah. And say to them, well, I see this guy from July or a July order and he got the discount. So what is the cutoff and what are the stipulations? And who knows, Will, we might go ahead and and break some Tesla news here on the channel. Right on. Uh, did Google Maps capture the first evidence ever of Bigfoot? Oh, look at you, Willie. You're really reaching huh? over here, aren't you? We're <laughs> off to a start here on a Monday. By uh, comicbook.com. <laughs> of all places to find the definitive proof of Bigfoot's existence, few would think to check something as obvious as Google Earth. That is, of course, until earlier this month when one believer on Reddit, where else, scoured the planet for proof of the legendary cryptid only to find a Sasquatch-like shadow appearing in the middle of a Colorado meadow. On January 17th, Redditor U33Sushi shared screenshots of the locale in question, revealing what appears to be bipedal creature standing in at, at just over seven feet tall. Okay, let's see these images here, Will. He's saying, could it be a bear? Hmm. Huh? What do you think? I mean, it looks like a... Hmm. That could be so Can't be a bear. Things. Can, you, can you give me more... More images? Resolution or something, man. Like, that's all I got to go on. Uh, hold on. I think there's more images. Okay, that's all I can get here? Oh, jeez. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, man. Why you got to do me like this? I don't know. Like, look at the black uh, blob over on the right-hand side. Could it just be a pool of water? Or no, no, that's a bear. Also bear. Okay. So there's double this bear. This one is Yeti. It is funny. I mean, it does kind of look like you can see two legs, maybe yeah. barely out in the open like that. It could be a tiny pond. <laughs> Man, what is it about Bigfoot? People love the Bigfoot thing. Oh, they, dude, I love it. They just, I don't it's know. nice to know. I don't know what it is. The post quickly started to gain traction online and with television stations located across the area, unfortunately. Hey. For those involved in the hunt, it appears the item in question isn't really Bigfoot, but rather the beginning formation of a pond. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. So... I was uh, I was thinking. I'll keep dreaming. I was in pond territory in my mind as well. I was definitely going yeah. the pond direction. Mm-hmm. 
Elon Musk teases a higher-priced Twitter Blue subscription with no ads. Twitter still has to follow through on its promise to offer reduced ads to existing Blue subscribers. So uh, Blue gets you immediately reduced ads, and then Double Blue, Dark Blue, gives you no ads at all, I suppose. Well, I keep reading these articles about Twitter having to pay back all types of money like coming up. Like They're going to have to mm-hmm. dig deep in their pockets, and I'm not so certain that they – I don't know if everything's going according to plan in terms of revenue and having people convert over to the blue subscription and whatever else. Uh, but here's another way. Just get rid of ads completely and charge even more. Elon Musk says Twitter will roll out a new higher-priced blue subscription that doesn't show ads on the platform. The current $7.99 per month Twitter blue subscription promises 50% fewer ads when compared to non-verified people. Oh, I didn't even realize verified people already see fewer ads, hmm. which maybe I don't even see any ads on the Unbox Therapy handle. I don't know. No, I don't know. Although this feature hasn't been rolled out yet, a more expensive ad-free subscription might be Twitter's answer to Blue's disappointing subscriber numbers. Okay, so there we go. We have some preliminary feedback. Uh, not a lot of people choosing to subscribe to it. And Twitter's 40% decline in ad revenue, something The Verge's Alex Heath reports on in his latest article newsletter. In addition to the new tier, Musk says Twitter's also working on a way to decrease the frequency and size of ads on Twitter. Listen, man, it is such a hard time to even be experimenting and trying to figure this out. And the reason being is much like we were talking about with cars and price reductions and smartphones and whichever category you want to go into, we're in a time right now where there's a lot of consumer apprehension around spending money, including on your subscriptions, any subscriptions, any and all subscriptions, Netflix subscriptions, uh, Twitter Blue subscriptions, mm. HBO subscription, whatever, like you name it. Although Spotify, I think, posted some really good numbers. It's oh, okay. they're trending. I don't know what's going on with Spotify, but Spotify's pretty good, though. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. I've been using Spotify and was driving the Tesla again, and I was just like, man, Spotify integrated in there, got all my playlists, like no device needs to be attached to it. Nice integrations mm. and so, uh, solid uh, inventory over there. Mm. Plus podcasts, plus like they they've made some good decisions, some decent decisions, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is kind of fun for me too because they are not one of the big companies. Like they're big, obviously, but they're not one of the big companies, and they continue to compete against the biggest companies in the world and do well, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Good on them. But anyways, so it's hard to experiment right now. But you know, Elon is going to continue to experiment because it seems to be in his nature, and he desperately wants to turn this thing around. So. I don't know if people are going to pay more than $8 a month to, to get rid of ads on Twitter. I doubt it. Hmm. It just, Twitter, it's always trouble when you, it's hard when you've had a thing that's been delivered for free and then you want to add money to it. As right. opposed to working in reverse where people have paid for it and then maybe you want to do a free tier. to Unless it. there's like a really big incentive to go premium. Like you feel like YouTube did a good job with YouTube Premium. They initially gave you so, yeah. a completely separate service for free, which was YouTube Music. music. Like yep. I think that was the key for them. I don't know what Twitter's version of that is. Twitter Music, is that what they need to get into? Yeah. Exclusive content deals? Do they have to go sign somebody like uh, Rogan or, you know, mm-hmm. to, to just post on Twitter? Like I don't know what they have to do, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of different ways to get to where they want to go and to have that sort of must-see element and... Uh, make sure they're generating revenue. There's a lot of ways to get there, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Microsoft layoffs effectively kill HoloLens and mixed reality pr- 
proto uh, projects kill hololens they're done with it at least a lot of really important people that work on hololens is out i keep seeing on twitter i don't know maybe it's the my feed in particular but i keep seeing on my twitter all types of people looking for work mm. i just got laid off and or my friend just got laid off they're really skilled and then mm -hmm. it's like their resume resume of what they've done like it's a lot of layoffs in, yeah. in a very particular um segment of you know types of expertise like microsoft how many people did microsoft lay off Ten thousand. i thought i was gonna say twelve thousand. i don't know who was twelve thousand. yeah that sounded familiar was it google google might have been twelve thousand. these numbers oh, are God. just staggering yeah. right but they're huge they're enormous companies and i know people were mad at the way it happened that people were saying well you just your key card just don't work anymore right you can't get in yeah in some cases very it, abrupt and in other cases this is this is kind this is the really interesting one when your company tells you find something useful to do in this company you have a month or else yeah <laughs> what was that meta oh. it's just kind of like i don't know i don't know which one i would prefer i don't know if i would prefer to just be fired and move on or if i would prefer to be told mm -hmm. i guess i would prefer the chance uh if, if if i like the company that i'm working for i like the people i'm working with I, I i presume i would prefer that but it is an odd dilemma to find yourself where you're it must just be a ton of unproductive people like and i'm not saying all ten thousand that are fired but i, I mean internally in these companies or, or maybe not maybe maybe you have situations where management actually doesn't know who's productive and not yeah. Maybe it's a hard thing to track or quantify. Or and maybe what ends up happening are like projects being scrapped. And these projects have like, you know, but those 100 workers. But what's interesting is that those projects are, are connected to productivity. In other words, if you're working on some outlandish project that, mm. I mean, moonshot type project, then you kind of also assume that it is the type of thing that could be axed easily. It's like the right. it's like the corporate equivalent of the vacation home. It's like uh -huh, wow, they uh -huh. could chop this thing off. Mm -hmm. Like they, this is not super imperative to the business. As to opposed, the bottom line, I guess, right? So if the company says find a, a useful spot for yourself, I don't think they're necessarily saying the work you did is bad. I think they they might be saying like the pro those types of projects we're scaling back mm. because we can't take those risks anymore, and then. But then it's all messed up because they have the shareholders who are putting pressure on them to keep having certain numbers. And this is also a quick way for them to just lop off a bunch of their operating budget. Just boom, 10,000 people. Who can we do? How about them? Yep. Later, later, later. It's a super complicated thing. And you really wish there was like a better way of dealing with it. Like 10,000 people, did you really, did you over hire 10,000 people? Could you not project that? Cause obviously it's not fun or healthy to, to uh, get kicked out either. So, but I gotta believe that there is some, that there is some kind of issue where when you get to a certain scale, it becomes really hard to connect all the necessary pieces that need to be connected. And you have uh -huh. these like outlying and all the conversations that need to be had. And there's just like budgets and spending and, and corporate this and that. And yeah, it's, it's much like, it's much like when we, when we 
see those videos on TikTok, and those start to pop up for me again on Twitter. Day in the life, mm-hmm. uh, Meta product manager or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're just like, like, did these companies start watching these videos? Mm. Because they're just like, oh, add that person to the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're the usernames right there. Just add that person yeah. to the list. Well, like that, yeah. that per the last 24 hours, that person just went to the gym, uh, watched some cookies, watched a movie, had breakfast, snack, uh, went dancing on the beach. Like, <laughs> I don't know, had a picnic, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Worked for like 30 minutes of the day. Uh, I don't know. And when, yeah. when it's always different when things, when you have extreme optimism. And you have uh, things are going well, lots of revenue, and it's just like hire them up. Let's hire them all. And and also it becomes about lifestyle. We want our people to be happy and peaceful and take all the time off you want. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and oh, you got a, your own personal chef and whatever else. But that there's no free lunch over here. That comes at the cost. And you know what the cost of that is? Is it can all be taken away immediately when things go the other way. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's easy to take it away. Yeah. And so expectations and reality that gap i think people need to just be aware those vacation homes are easy to sell is what i'm trying to tell you i hear you yeah you sell those before you sell your actual home you know what your actual home is your actual home is the bottom line yeah yeah i this this story was when you talked about it it wasn't my intention to talk about like the layoffs and stuff well, it is. Though. It was just more about like Hololens, like that's Microsoft's kind of future vision. And I because because I read the headline and I don't necessarily believe it. Maybe Hololens as we see it today. Yeah. Like it's one of those situations where yeah, maybe it's a, a refocus. Like how many times does Apple pick up the Apple car and then put it down and mm-hmm. fire everybody who was working on it? Mm-hmm. And then okay, was well, the timing wasn't right and maybe we'll pick it up again or maybe they'll figure maybe they want to put a new team on it anyway. On sure. on, on something Fresh that's eyes. on something that's not yeah. called HoloLens but is you know, get somebody some other group that's cheaper, mm-hmm. motivated but you never know what their motives are. Yeah. So that's why I went big picture with it. But also just because this stuff is bombarding you right now, you know, and I and honestly I do feel and I know there's talented people in the in that group. I know it for a fact. There's people that probably should have been held on to, but when you're trying to fire ten thousand people at once, you're gonna make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Collateral damage. Yeah. Last one. Last of Us Part 1 sales jumped 238% after the TV show launched. Yeah, of course. You know how many people are talking talking to me about Last of Us, Will? Hey, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, come on. The second episode dropped. Well, the thing is, okay, so, okay, so let me say, let's say I do watch it, okay, Will? Yeah. Can you and I even really talk about it without spoiling it on this show? Is it possible? Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) But we can talk about it, like, you know, your opinions on it and... Oh, Stuff with like spoil like we can just tell everyone before. No, 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 spoiler. no, spo- no spoilers. Well, I think like, that's going to be hard. Like, uh, if you and I actually both watch this and rehash and everything else, I think it's going to be hard. No, no rehash. Are you might you're going to slip up. Well, <laughs> yeah, probably. You're going to slip up. I'm telling you right now. Uh, no, this this is this is great. I love when it all works out like that and everybody's happy because it doesn't happen that way most times. Yeah, M- most times you got aggravated people. That this wouldn't be like this. This one. I had one complaint. Somebody said to me 
they didn't like one particular actress in the show or something. Mm-hmm. They, they thought it wasn't quite like the the way they it was portrayed in the video game. Okay, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's a small. But then they go on to say, I love everything about it. I was like, if that's your only complaint, which it's is a, not bad, uh, not bad. Because some people come in there with fire and brimstone. Some people come uh-huh. in there and go, "How dare you? You changed this and that, and this means so much to me." With the whether it's a game or a book that's adapted. Mm-hmm. So so far so good. I believe uh, this is going to mean good things, uh, not not just for this version of the game, but anything that happens in this thing in the future. And I do think that this game itself is great in and of itself. Which one's better though, part one or part two? They're both pretty good. Which one's better though? I think the first one. Okay. Mainly because um, there's a reason why they remade it like three times. There's like remasters, remakes. Because the guy I was talking to, he said the second one was better if I only played one of the video games. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 yeah. I, you know. Um, now, let me ask you this. Here's another question for you, Mr. Last of Us. Huh? If I can only do one of the two things, play the game, play the first... You're not going to play the game. No, but just let's just say, let's say in a perfect world in which I was less... And by the way, you make it sound like I hate the thing. I, I, I totally would no, no, love no, no, to, no. but I got, you know, the schedule is out of control. Well, I would say because you like Naughty Dog um, with, um, was it Uncharted? I love Naughty Dog, yeah. They made this game. Yes. So the the same mechanics. Yes. Uh, Third-person shooter. Yes. I think you should play the game. Go on. Go on, Will. And I think you should uh, have some tissues. Okay, you're so gonna shed a tear. if I could only watch the series or play the game, you say play the game. Yeah, play the game. It's interactive. The it's game is still better than the series, according to you. I wouldn't say that. <gasps> I Well, the show just started, the series of the show. I know, but you're two episodes in. It's It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I actually haven't watched the second episode yet, mm. probably tonight. Okay. So, yeah. Well, this is all very cool. I'm, I'm just glad people found something they like and uh, they're having a time and nobody's very angry with each other and the franchise is under control and Willie Do has something to watch and some popcorn to eat and oh, yeah. he can even maybe even has a watch party, puts on his special outfit. I don't know. I don't know what type of stuff you're up to, Will, these days, but I know in your past that's what you like to do, right? When, Cosplay? Yeah, when you had the shows <laughs> that you really liked, you put the outfit yeah. on, right? <laughs> Game of Thrones? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if people... become a squire. I don't know if people do those things anymore. Yeah. With the watch party, because everybody's all separated now, you know? Maybe. But with this game, I feel like people should take part in watch parties, because it's fun. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the game is good enough to watch. You don't have to even play it. You can just watch, like, as a group, you can... Yeah. Kind of play it together. Thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. Welcome back to another week. Uh, We're going hard. We're going heavy. And we're going to catch you on the next episode tomorrow. Yeah, thanks. Later.